0: <laughs> Please close your eyes, turn around and count to 9. When you open them, I will be gone. Okay? Yeah. <coughs> The Spartans
1: said they would flinch! And they did! And welcome to another episode of the Estee Farrell Show. I'm Justin Thin. My I'm man. here with my co host, Matt Shan. Matt, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, Justin. You know, I'm zooted up on every single pharmaceutical drug there is to offer. Got a little bit of a cold, but that's okay. We just keep chopping through it all, baby. Even if you're the Keith Richards of legalized Walgreens drugs, that's okay. We're going to power <laughs> through, but honestly, like who cares how I feel? How do you feel, Justin? How, are we doing okay over there on that feeling end of the well, desk?
1: That's feeling me. well, um, at least momentarily until I catch whatever you have from across the table. Um, <sighs> a little pre-show
2: uh, smooch might have done something there, yeah, so that, yeah. that happens. The, but the,
1: I figure, whatever. you know, the Phillies are on rain delay, so I might as well get the show out of the way. And, that's the spirit uh, let's, <laughs> go. let's go ahead and get it done but I'm um, going to keep chopping. is there
2: anything to talk about anything exciting going on this weekend or um, or now do you just want to I think
1: are, are we gonna do 60 minutes on the submarine is that is that what's oh, on the show or I was we'll gonna I was gonna
2: touch that uh, no I'll leave the ball in your court
1: okay we'll leave it alone you're, for you're now.
2: the main guy in the show here you, you, you call <laughs> the shots man so if you want to go down ocean gate is it I guess so I can do like it.
1: Oh, would wow, would we would we get canceled cuz like right now yeah. we don't we don't know like if it's going to be a negative outcome
2: but at the uh, same... Justin it's going to be a negative outcome. I'll spoil this whole <laughs> saga for you right now. There's no good way this ends. Unfortunately. There's
1: no way they just find them and they're a little hungry and that's it and they give them some crunch wrap supremes and call it good and
2: I like your spirit. How actually. many days has like it been? That. How many like days it. has it been? <sighs> We're we're at like the eleventh hour right now, I think. Oh, I
1: see I thought it was like two days.
2: Yeah. Like a day
1: and a half, two days type thing. Oh, see then then it's no laughing matter whatsoever. Yeah. Alright, let's go let's move on to Michigan State recruiting. Yeah, the there, we yeah. yeah.
2: Ooh, there we go. Something positive here, how many shows out there are doing a Titanic submarine to Michigan State recruiting segue? Are we the only one in the country or one of many? One of four, Matt.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I would hope go. that we're the only one. Okay. Hopefully others have more new sense than I there, as as I had thought it was a brand new story that was not as dire.
2: Relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, okay. But hey, coming off yeah. this weekend, yeah. a lot of four stars, a lot of five stars. A lot of four
1: stars, a lot of five stars. That's right. Should we talk about that, Matt? Yeah, I guess we should. All right. Yep, yep. Diving in to the final official visit weekend of the month of June for Michigan State. There are seven publicly available uh, official visitors this weekend. There might be one or two more um we'll see if the the kids themselves put put out that they're here uh, as long as i guess those visits don't fall apart here because you never know especially if kids are committed elsewhere but sure. for the most part you got at least seven kids for sure and um we'll start right at the top david stone the five
2: star the five star the
1: five star yep. from img academy bia oklahoma Actually, that should probably be the other way around. It's probably from Oklahoma via the way of Florida. That's how they say it in the NBA okay. draft. Yeah. That sounds official. Okay. That,
2: yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Now we're rolling. Right. Yeah. Now we're our sure. stride. Yeah.
1: But yeah, David Stone. He's been a Michigan State target for a long time. A C four product, uh, like by Job, uh, who Michigan State beat Miami out for as lo- as as well as many others. Oklahoma being another one of the schools there. So obviously, Michigan State is hoping for the same result here, but will not be easy. Miami, Oregon, um, Oklahoma, for sure. A lot of, uh, heavy hitters. there. coming after the five star from IMG who, um, I believe last year when, um, Andrew Ivins went to watch David stone at the spring game for IMG entering his junior true junior season. I believe he said that David stone was the best player in the entire game. Okay. And, uh, IMG had a lot of good kids that were older than David stone at that point. Think it was ivan's hopefully i'm not misquoting him but definitely a neutral national guy next up on the list going in rankings order we have deandre carter from modern day yeah all the way from california yeah he's a top 100 kid, Matt.
2: that's is is, interesting one. that's
1: very good that top 100 is very good to see yeah it is a interesting recruitment he only scheduled two ovs despite being a five uh, or a top 100 kid right michigan state and usc yeah he has been to usc many times and um, has resisted the urge to commit every single time. And now he comes back to Michigan State, where he visited earlier in the spring. 6'4", 340, so most likely going to be an interior offensive lineman. And uh, really likes Coach Cap. Again, surprised at how limited the scope of his recruitment is right now, Uh, by choice, obviously. He he wants to focus on, I think, the two I mentioned, and then maybe Texas is also in there. So very interesting to see what happens there because that is not as wide open as a race as you would think, which helps, obviously, Michigan State being one of the three that are in it. Speaking of a kid that is of the same exact dynamic as what I just just described, but even more so probably surprisingly closed, is... Jason Brown, the running back from Seattle, who is only taking one official visit in June, and that is to Michigan
2: State. That's nuts. I know. This right. is and almost he, bizarre.
1: Right. But I like it. <laughs> and, and, and he is open to, I don't want to say planning to, but I would almost say planning to, but I will just say open to, committing in the summer. Okay. So, Matt, sure. if he's only visiting one place and he's open to committing in the summer, that obviously still has you hit pause for a second and say okay might, maybe he'll take his other visits in the fall and maybe he'll flip but i would say matt you would rather land a commit and try to keep him than never land the commit to begin with right
2: uh, yeah in my opinion personally right yeah, right that okay sounds like a good strategy so we'll
1: see we'll see what happens there I'm, that's very intriguing to me i think he really 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 likes that from reed
2: i'm gonna interrupt you right here and ask you yes. the question i'm just gonna throw you right in yes. the hot seat who are you more surprised is visiting campus? A guy like DeAndre Carter, the interior offensive lineman, or Jason Brown? Now both mm. guys are West Coast kids, obviously. Both rated in the top one hundred. Yeah. Is there one where you're really just having a leery eye of like, what is going on here? Or are you kind of seeing it both ways? I,
1: I, I, if I had to choose, I can probably choose and say DeAndre Carter just because he. Um, has been so close to committing to USC so many different times. Okay. Whereas Jason Brown, it was never like a team that's fully running away with it. Washington was a leader at one point, but then Oregon was another leader at another point. Sure. So it never looked like the recruitment was coming to a close, but someone like Deandre Carter, yes, he visited in the spring as did Jason Brown. I just would have thought his recruitment would have been over by now and he would have been at USC. So that's why I would say he's more of a surprise, but yeah, like both guys visiting was, um, that alone was not surprising, but it's, they're not visiting many other places. Um, At least not in the summer. And again, if Jason Brown takes his other visits in the fall, so be it. But I'm just very surprised that right now he only chose to give Michigan State time in June. That is very, very interesting to me. Not entirely sure what to make of that, but oh. it's, it's a positive in terms of the near future,
2: at least. He, you just saw Kenneth Walker in his hometown Seattle, and yeah. it's like uh, he is him, and he learned his ways. That is, that Michigan is, State.
1: that is a factor in the recruitment. It for probably sure. doesn't hurt, yeah. honestly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he, that, that's going to help some things.
1: He has mentioned, he has mentioned uh, K nine several times in the past. So there we go, then. Spot on
2: there. Okay, there we go. Sorry, I just yeah. had to interject there with a question. Yeah. Great, no, let's great, talk about Great this interjection guy. there. Hey, thanks, man. I try.
1: We I try. have Nick Marsh. On campus, uh, we need this one. <laughs> need it. <laughs> he is down to Michigan State, Penn State, Pitt, Kansas, and Auburn, and Oregon. But those last two, he's not taking OVs to. I believe right. Yeah. So, um, going to be a big battle here. I think it's going to come down to Michigan State and Penn State. I think Penn State has the lead heading into this weekend, okay. and Michigan State has the opportunity to undo the momentum that they have so
2: it's a fascinating final four like Pitt fine program right Mark. I'm not gonna throw shade at Pitt but like Kansas I'll great. throw
1: shade at Pitt if you don't want to throw shade yeah at Pitt. you can go
2: ahead and do yeah. that because like I'm just enamored by the Kansas thing look they had a great <laughs> season last year you know they, they got they're going in the right direction right. the only way for them to go is up but huh Lawrence Kansas huh that's yeah. okay sure but, but we need this one
1: former Kansas Jayhawk recruiting product Keon Coleman,
2: sure. Uh, former Kansas great, <laughs> Kalen Gervin, uh, right there for you. So yeah, all all sorts yes. of incredible uh, Michigan to Kansas yes. pipeline kids, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So um,
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to make of that. I I think Penn State having a lead is notable. Penn State does very well with kids from Detroit. Penn State they puts do. a lot of people in the NFL. Yeah. But having that last visit. It he, means a lot. He
2: didn't commit in Happy Valley when he visited. And Penn State, not only are they good at recruiting, they're good at getting guys yes. like, right there on the spot. Yes. So I'm not going to lie. Like, And this is so pathetic that I was terrified of a 17-year-old's decision. But like, I was terrified he was going to go to Penn State. And then by Sunday night of that visit, the graphic with him in the white helmet and we are committed <laughs> 2024, whatever the hashtag is going to be for them, Like, we're just going to come on my Twitter timeline. But no commitment there. And now, Justin, and I, I hate to say this. I'm fully bought back in now. Like, I am, uh, for, again, like, probably the ninth year in a row going into an off season where I am emotionally attached to a recruitment. <laughs> and I said, you know, I think it was Samson Okolola last year. and Before that, uh, Keontae Stallworth. I said, never again am I going to Keontae get...
1: Keontae Goodwin, I'm guessing.
2: Keontae Goodwin, I'm sorry. <laughs> Keontae Stallworth, <laughs> a little different of a player there. Goodwin, thank you. Nice catch. Both times around, I right. said, never am I doing this again for a high school kid. Yeah. <clears throat> Here I am like a sucker again yeah. so.
1: and we will see you here back for the ryan montgomery sweepstakes next year where you again will have to be vouching for not going down this path and yet there you will be on that very four aforementioned yeah path. i'll be
2: back like the sucker i am you'll yes. we'll know how this ends yeah but god i just like i don't want nick Marshall michigan state i i kind of need nick Marshall michigan state like oh yeah sure a four-star receiver you know those are a dime a dozen like no i <laughs> His film's different, Justin. I, I really like what I see from him, and it would just be nice to win one of these. Okay, right? Like, it be great. Yeah. So, Nick, if you're listening, I'm sure you do. You never miss an episode of SD4L. Come to Michigan State on yeah. July 7th, please. I beg you, please
1: i will withhold my pit slander in case nick is listening as i do not want to be seen mistakenly negative recruiting okay. we will save that for next okay. week's episode as we I like that. slander pat narduzzi yeah the we'll air. do
2: a special july 6th episode <laughs> the day before his recruitment and it'll just be 60 minutes of slandering those other three programs so stay tuned marsh family all right there we go it'll be a great show
1: yeah so um next up we have justin denson visiting from powerhouse rhode island and um, sleeping
2: giant over there. yeah,
1: that, no, it's it's yep. cool to finally see a recruitment where it's a kid from Rhode Island uh, coming into town. Yeah, could not tell you the last time I covered a recruitment for a Rhode Island product. But um, yeah, that's that's uh, called expanding the map right there, Matt.
2: It and, is Mel Tucker, you know, he has twenty one different states uh, where he has pulled a commit from in a short time here at Michigan State. I, I, like, have you ever, like, followed an RV where, like, they have the map and they color it in whenever the RV is yes. traveling to the state?
1: The, the Big Ten tailgate uh, yeah. graphic on the Big Ten
2: Network. I, I think Mel just has that on yeah. his slingshot. Like, yeah. he just doesn't show it in the videos. But, yeah, yeah he wants to color in Rhode Island. That's Next really year,
1: good. Mel's putting a wall around Anchorage, Alaska and locking down yep. all the top three recruits there. You know, there.
2: Kauai, Hawaii. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure they got great football over there. It's <laughs> wouldn't yeah. be a bad place to OV. But, yeah. 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 There you go. So, good luck with the, uh, right. the Rhode Island prospects. Yeah.
1: So, uh, he has offers from Alabama. Um, Oklahoma, Florida, I think Texas A&M is in there. Um, so quite the offer sheet. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what the staff thinks of him and how the weekend goes. But um, yeah, that'll be an interesting recruitment to to watch to watch play out,
2: to say the least. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Next up, we have the Lunieski twins. Lu- Lu- Lunieski? Lo- I believe so. Are that you came co- out are correcting smooth. Me? No. That- oh, okay. No, like
2: no, because I've been butchering their <laughs> last name the entire time, so I uh, that's first I'm a little taken aback, but Lunieski, okay. Yes, yes, We're yes, ready.
1: Okay, so Mercer and Car- Charlton. These two guys are from the middle of Ohio, the um old Michigan State kind of bread and butter yeah. region of the program. Right. And um when Michigan State offered them. Uh, I believe Mercer had a ranking but Charlton didn't and uh, now they both are ranked and uh, Mercer I believe has close to 25 offers Uh, he's a really good offensive tackle prospect Um, 6'7 300 pounds his brother's 6'6 280 probably going to be an interior offensive lineman Um, I would not be surprised if Michigan State puts on the full court press and gets both of those kids try that at least try to get them locked in soon they did just ov to cincinnati um cincinnati can sell them on early playing time yeah sure at a high clip um wouldn't be surprised if they go the ryan bayer route and uh choose uh playing time maybe over over playing for coach cap great call back <laughs> um nice. but yeah so i think that is a winnable recruitment though and um if if coach cap can go into uh july with the lunieski twins and uh logan bennett and andrew dennis as the four guys i don't know what the average star ranking is matt but you turn on that tape i'm, I'm taking those guys against any non blue chip like non alabama non-georgia type of offensive line class out there maybe non ohio state non-michigan too but other than that purely watch the tape watch how they do at camp um, the size those, those guys yeah. can all play Logan, Bennett playing at St. Francis Academy against a national schedule, um, out in Baltimore, having the tape and measurables that he does and him only being ranked at three star is very surprising to me. But, um, again, that's why you can't really go by rankings, especially when you lock in those kids early before they get to go on a camp circuit and stack up offers, which is what cap wanted to make a priority there before Bennett traveled and, and blew up for sure. But stacked visitors list this weekend.
2: I want to get back to the size of those two yes. linemen here in a hot second. But, like, yeah, it just seems like, you know, the whole brother from Ohio thing seems to work in Michigan State. The Slades, I would say, did mm. pretty okay here. And then the Dowell family mm-hmm. as well. So, you can get those set of brothers here, that'd be great. I just want to rattle off their uh, measurables again. Mercer, yes. 6'7", 300 pounds as an offensive tackle. Charlton, 6'5", 280 as an interior offensive lineman. This is something that you brought up in a conversation we had not too long ago that I just wanted to shoehorn into this show somehow. Yes. The walk-on offensive lineman that maybe almost literally no one knows that is already at Michigan State. You brought up a good point that, like, we, we might have no idea who these guys are right, right now. I've never heard of them, have never got a social media announcement from them. Right. But something could be cooking the offensive line lab. Like, look, I mean, the guys that are on scholarship are already talented enough. It's not right. like offensive line's a huge worry. I think it's quite the opposite for Michigan State. But still, through the way of preferred walk-ons. Yes. You think someone's cooking over there?
1: I do, and I am in the middle of pulling up the roster just because I want to give you the exact measurements of all these kids.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I'm seeing two. Of, there's three. There's three kids I wanted to point out. Okay. Two of them that I see right here in front of me. Okay, I see all three of them now. So we're looking at all. all three of these kids came into in the 2022 class. Um, so last year was their true freshman season. Now they're all going to be retro freshmen this this time around. All three of them. Okay. So we have Jacob Merritt. He's six foot six, two seventy he is um you may recall there was the offensive line coach that kind of went semi-viral on MSU twitter that was um uh very seasoned a very seasoned vet Yes. Um, had on the MSU apparel, yes. shouted out the Juice Squad hat, was out in the field working with Jacob Merritt. Yes, yeah. So that's oh Jacob Merritt from from, from those videos. Okay. Six six two seventy, more of an offensive tackle kind of body. So Johnny again-
2: Coxlam. That's right. Yeah, that's that, that's the guy who last year that <laughs> they threw the edit on him. That's right. That's. Yeah, so, that's jacob Merritt. <laughs>
1: so so um again like he's not at 300 pounds yet but again like late bloomer walk on like that's you're not expecting him to be playing tomorrow it's about long-term potential right, development sure. down the course of his career and hey retro junior year maybe he's on scholarship maybe he's playing so that's kind of the way you look at it the next kid here i want to highlight ben nelson he is 6'7", 305. he's from holland michigan um oh for for Jake he he's from Northville, Michigan. So oh, yeah. in state PWOs, again, 67300 and 5 pounds. That is that is prototypical offensive lineman size and you're getting that out of walk-ons. Um and then finally, you have Andy Hartman. He's 66, 275 from Grand Blanc, Michigan. So again, the heights there, the frames there, two of these guys got to put on more mass. One of the guys is already there at 305. And uh, they're just in their second year in the program. This upcoming offseason, these uh, measurables are not even updated after sp- uh, after uh, workouts, I believe. Uh, so it's uh, it's intriguing because those three guys, they look – when you go to the spring game and you look at the O-line room, they look different than even the scholarship tackles under Coach D's last two years were looking. Yeah,
2: no, you're, you're not kidding. Yeah. And that's something that we always heard for Mal Tucker is that when he recruits, like, he has, like, a size right. in mind for certain positions yeah. and offensive line. Goes without saying, mm-hmm. and this is a conversation we have with Coach Cap not too long ago, is yeah. that it, it's the hardest position to project, like how right. guys are going to move once they add like 20 or 30 pounds yeah. of weight on in college. And well, what's a great way to have a safety net for that is to have right. walk ons that are also the size that you are looking for. So if it doesn't work out with one scholarship kid, hey, maybe it'll work out with this walk on yeah. because it is such a fickle game right. of just trying to project and how offensive line will be.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great point as a whole because unless you're like a five-star offensive lineman like a Caden Proctor last year yeah, right, or right. um uh I guess Samuel Okanlola unless you're that kind of a kid which most likely does end up going uh, in the NFL draft other than that that tier two that tier three right behind it a kid that's going to Grand Valley State or Northern Michigan um, like we, we just had a kid from Northern Michigan in this past draft go as an offensive tackle in the second or third round. Gotcha. Um, North Dakota state offensive tackle oh, are yeah. always going in the, uh, yeah. Yep. So like after that top, top, top tier beyond that, it's, it's anyone's, it's anyone's best, best bet on who kind of makes it as an offensive tackle. So stack bodies that have measurables and, uh, some of these guys are going to hit.
2: And one more recruiting note, uh, you know, just a typical middle of the week visit, Mm. From a five-star defensive back from Florida, this is true. Charles Lester, he visits from Venice, Florida. Yes, Chuck Branley's old stopping grounds, I yes, believe. Yes, that is correct. Uh, Justin, what? <laughs> this was this had to have been a surprise. I didn't hear yes. anything remotely on the radar about this. And yes. all of a sudden, this five-star is just taking pictures in Michigan State apparel in <laughs> East Lansing, and he's got a decision date already set. He's got right. great teams on that list in his right. final four. It's like, I think it's what is it? It's Florida State. Colorado Alabama Alabama and then is it Georgia's the last one or something like that I it, uh, maybe it's maybe. no slouches the fourth right, one right, but right, all of right. a sudden I'm just gonna go New yeah. Lansing to visit yeah what so yeah
1: <laughs> definitely a surprise here yeah um so I saw yesterday that he dropped his cut down list and I had been hearing for the longest time he's Florida State to lose so I actually okay. placed a crystal ball for him to go to Florida State just yesterday. Sure. Uh, Great timing, and, mu- then. <laughs> and much to my surprise here he is <laughs> right. in East Lansing today. Uh, I think, um, yeah, like I said, it's going to be it's going to be hard to pull him away from Florida State, yeah. but it's cool. It's cool to see that he, he made the trip up here on his own dime. Um, I know uh, Chuck Brantley's brother was at camp today working out. Okay. Um, I think I saw my colleague Stephen Brooks post that in uh, the Shaw Lane VIP board so with that um i guess charles probably came with uh chuck brantley's brother to east lansing and they made a trip out of it but yeah let's see if michigan state can uh find a way to to enter that that top group there um also yeah he is from venice uh which is where charles brantley went yep. um he transferred to venice after charles left even though he's he was good friends with him to begin with but he played with Jeron Glover at Riverview oh, okay. High School. gotcha. So he was former teammates with Jeron Glover and has known Charles Brantley for a while, and he now goes to his former school. Yeah, so two connections there.
2: What percent chance do you give it that, that lesser picks Michigan State? Is it higher <laughs> than 5%? Like, is it higher than 0.5%? Like, what?
1: Probably higher than 05 since he's on campus. Okay.
2: Um, not very high,
1: okay. but, but the fact that he's on campus and on his own dime... Um, yeah, it's, it's a non-zero. You're, you're, you're chance. not looking
2: at your crystal ball, no. being like, ah, "I shouldn't have done this." Like, okay, no. gotcha. I mean, that's fair, Duke, we, we like reality yeah, on the show. Yeah, so like, I, I do kind.
1: I do kind of feel um, that I should not have probably played. The, the timing of it looks bad. Eh, uh, not knowing no. he was even today. Double down and, on uh, it. Come on. For <laughs> to say yesterday, but I do feel that that is where he's going to end up going.
2: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, here's a dumb question. You ready for this one? Yes. So, at like, camp today, what, what's the point of all that? You know, yes, good educate question Educate us good Yeah, because question. all the times You see these camps going on It's like, are they looking for prospects? Yes. Are the prospects trying to make a name for themselves For yes. smaller schools?
1: That Sensational question Thanks, man Just an absolute amazing question
2: I'll take the rest of the show off, actually no. yeah. it's
1: good So it is a multifaceted um, Kind of an event for who it helps And um, how it helps With starting with the kids Michigan say at the camp So I was at the camp last Wednesday I did not go to the camp today uh, the rest of the staff was there today, though, from from our site. But okay. you have, um, let's say, anywhere from like two hundred to three hundred kids at at a camp on a given day. Twenty of them, maybe, maybe fifteen, can play Power Five. Okay. Um, I guess I'll say within the next two years. There's always twenty twenty six and twenty twenty seven kids that you don't really know about. Sure. But let's say of the one hundred and yeah, the one hundred or so twenty 24, twenty four, twenty twenty five kids that are there maybe 15 of them can play p5 okay of those michigan state would like to offer if they haven't offered or they'd like to move them up their board if they get further evaluation on them if they already have offers that part is straightforward beyond that though it's of those other 75 80 kids you have the opportunity to show yourselves to schools like toledo and central and whoever else is there um at the camp that i went to Uh, Mark uh, Staten from the former Coach D staff he was there for Toledo I think another Mac school was there too so um, those coaches can come to these kind of camps and those kids some of them left with a Toledo offer at the last Michigan State camp Cool. so that's how it helps the kids in that in that regard now a lot of these kids they come up with either their high school coach or um, their parents or local trainers and whatnot so the Michigan State coaching staff just by working with these kids, interacting with these coaches, with their parents, that helps them with their relationships with in-state recruiting, in-region recruiting. So for the, for the staff at Michigan State, it's a networking event and an evaluation event. For the kids, it's uh, a chance to get scholarships or move up the board.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. There we go. The more you know. Yeah. I like that.
1: And for me, it's a chance to get some, uh, horrible tan lines.
2: Uh, well, shit. I know all about that. Well, I, actually, I don't. They're burn lines. You know? It's just I go... White straight to red and then back to white. Uh, yeah. so that's what it's like in the paleness game over here. Yeah.
1: My favorite part is every time I go to this camp and someone's like, Hey, do you do ratings for twenty four seven? And I just point over to Alan True, <laughs> True Chains, and I say, That's the guy you're looking for. Make this man a ninety six right now. Leave me alone. I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> and uh, suddenly before you know it, there's a line of kids going up to Alan saying, Can you bump me up? I like that. So there we go. Got a feel for gotta feel for true chains at Excellent. these events. There we go. But he's all there right. at all of them.
2: True, Chase. Awesome, man. There we go. Yeah. Um, well, that was fun. It was indeed. Are you excited to make this not fun?
1: Oh, uh, is it that time?
2: Yeah, because unfortunately this week's theme of two are facts, one is whack, is is recruiting themed. Okay. I'm sorry to say. Uh it, you know, we just got some quick ones right. here, you know? Not a lot, not a lot of crazy stats, not a lot of crazy. My numbers. record,
1: my record is six and fourteen.
2: Yeah, no, that is a crazy number, but hey, we're gonna inch <laughs> closer to five hundred here. Are you ready to play two our facts, one is whack? I am. Great. I'm gonna have three statements. Two are facts, one is whack. I'm sure you've seen this before. All right. Statement number one. Should David Stone commit to Michigan State, he would be the second highest rated recruit in the 24-7 composite rankings history. Which is about, like, since 2000, I believe, is when you guys started. So To commit be, to Michigan State. To commit to Michigan okay, State. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Should have been more clear on that. Yes. <laughs> Should David Stone commit, he would be the second highest rated recruit Michigan State has gotten in the 24-7 sports okay. composite. Era. Okay. There okay. You, know, you got that. Statement number two. If Nick Marsh commits, he would be the second in-state four-star receiver to commit to Michigan State since 2017. If Nick Marsh should commit, he would be the second in-state four-star wide receiver to commit to Michigan State since 2017. And last but not least, Justin Denson. Should he commit, he would be only the second kid from Rhode Island to commit to Michigan State in the recruiting rankings era. So since 2000, of course.
1: I have no idea who the first one would be if it even were true. I feel like out of principle alone, I need to go with that just because I can't provide you an alternative of, no, this guy was first, therefore Jensen second, therefore this is true.
2: Kirk Cousins, Rhode Island legend, isn't Randall Bell? No, no. no,
1: Holland, Michigan legend Kirk Cousins does not. He's from Holland, who knew? (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, Antonio Gates was a four-star recruit from Michigan that committed to Michigan State. That was since 2017.
2: It was. Look at him go. Also from the state of Rhode Island, too.
1: I'm going to have to go with the last one being false just because I can't provide you a first Rhode Island, Michigan State product.
2: That's two in a row for Justin. That's two in a row for Justin. He's back, baby. uh, 7-14. Notify the haters, the doubters, the naysayers. Justin is back he's back baby that's what i'm talking about yeah justin he wouldn't be the second kid from rhode island he would be the first let's go like i went all the way back from like 2000 like just scrolling 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 (laughs) 24 seven sports and like not a single rhode island popped up in commits for michigan state yes nick marsh should he commit he would be the second in-state four-star receiver to commit to michigan state since 2017 you nailed the other one antonio gates jr Thought I could get you or at least maybe someone watching or listening on a Cody White perhaps, you mm. know, because he, he was a highly rated three-star but just didn't make it all the way to the four-star. And then, yes, yeah, should David Stone commit, he would be the second-highest rated recruit for Michigan State since 2000. Do you know who he would be sandwiched between? Like, do you know who the first of all time is? Chuck, right? It is Chuck. It is Charles Rogers, yep. Um. Number two. Jeff Smoker? Jeff Smoker, yeah. Yeah. Let's give him him extra credit. You're on a roll, man. There we go. Yeah. So he would be sandwiched between those early 2000s guys. It's been like that long since Michigan State has had a caliber recruit that high. Will Golson's number three, I believe. Uh So, like, that's not too long ago. Like, you know, we we all remember Will Golson, hopefully. But yeah, so. It would, be, it would be it'd be nice should yeah. Davis don't commit call me crazy yeah. uh but yeah it would be yeah. it'd be nice way to go man
1: first out of region five star since 2000 when Jeff Smoker from Mannheim Pennsylvania committed to Michigan wow. State the, the fun facts keep rolling and, um, Let's go. Let's first five go. star since Colson, but
2: yeah gotcha that's what I'm talking about yeah that was delightful it was it was uh so not ranking aside like just throw the yeah. stars out. Like this would be the biggest recruiting win since blank. Would you say? Now it could be easy as like oh, just buy job last year, or I I got one at the top of my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got to be the biggest one that I can remember in Michigan State recruiting. Because yeah. I mean, if you're not counting portal and K nine and how he just sure. changed the trajectory of the program for a while. I mean, I don't. There's, is there any one player that you that Michigan State could not have? done without in this entire stretch like I
2: see what you're saying like the most impactful I, like I'm like from a seismic wave standpoint of what this means for like MSU oh, okay, and okay. the state of like recruiting. Okay. So,
1: like who for, do you have in mind?
2: For me it's Malik McDowell. Okay. Well, I remember that was a big one too because like that was until the 11th hour. Like it, it was, mm-hmm. he, he committed and then yeah. he didn't sign his uh, letter of intent or at least fax it in until like I think a day or two after just because there was conflict it has been rumored like inside the family like the mom uh-huh. wanted him to go to Ohio State so I wanted him to go to Michigan but he uh-huh. picked Michigan State and that was at a time too where like Michigan State was on the rise. Yeah. We are recruiting against these big boys and, well, he picked us. So that was yeah. massive, too. And just, like, how dramatic it was and everything, like, that was... That makes sense. That comes to mind. LJ Scott is close to that just because Ohio kid yeah, running back. And he star. picked us instead of Ohio State. Yeah. Like, that was a massive one, too. But I, I think
1: I think uh, that definitely is a good one. I think with Stone, if you can land a kid from Oklahoma who plays at IMG yeah. and uh, is, is rated even higher than Malik McDowell, I think uh, it sends shockwaves as similar to as what you described but on a national level instead of a regional level yeah because it's not just beating michigan and ohio state this time around if they land david stone it's beating every school in the nation if if they land him so it sends a sh- it sends shockwaves more on a national scale i think
2: especially like beating teams like florida because florida is yeah. on a tear oh, right yeah. now on the recruiting yeah. trail i mean miami i mean they're always going to be miami but yeah in-state oklahoma and to do that to the state of oklahoma twice in a row <laughs> ah! That'd be nice. <laughs> By Joe first, David Stone second. So, yeah, that'd be nice. But hey, way to go. Two are facts. One is whack. And up now to, we're a gonna...
1: uh, 33% win percentage up here.
2: That's great. That yeah. plays.
1: I do. I, round number. I like it.
2: That's a great batting average. Yeah. That gets you this straight is true. Into Cooperstown. This is true. Silver Absolute. Slugger Award right there. You're going to have your head bust right there. Right next to Ted Williams. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, let's just bring back, uh, what, what is it? The No, it was This or That. That's, yes. that's what we're bringing back this right now. This or That. It's, it's, it's just this or that. I have two statements, and then I'm just going to ask him to my, – my old pal Justin over here. We're just going to debate about it. Pick a number one through, uh, one through six. Seven. Oh, uh, Shoot. uh four. Four? <laughs> okay. Next week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic on Tuesday, Tom Izzo will be one of six celebrities, I believe, playing in a three-hole <clears> golf <throat> scramble. So that's the thesis for this or that right now. Would you rather play three holes in a scramble in front of a crowd Hundreds of people, maybe thousands. I don't know. It is free admission next week at Detroit Golf Club. Starts at 5 p.m. Yeah, is just it for the heads live up.
1: streamed or is it limited to the people that are
2: in I attendance? think it's just limited to the people there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but uh, people can have their phones out. Like If oh, you shank one no. right into an old woman's dentures, uh, no. that, that will be posted they... immediately. So,
1: <laughs> I need them to confiscate phones like the Chris Rock show at the at the Fox Theater. I
2: think phones are encouraged. I think it's quite oh, the opposite. You're okay. not allowed in unless you have a phone. Okay. Uh, so would you rather play three holes of golf in front of a crowd mm-hmm. like that? Or, another thing Tom Izzo likes to do, play the accordion in front of a crowd. A full restaurant for 30 minutes. Every year, they do the Tom Izzo radio show Christmas Classic, and he plays the accordion. Now, I don't know if it's for 30 straight minutes, but for sake of conversation, Justin, it's it's 30 minutes in front of the crowd at Reno's East, or Reno's West, Reno's North, Re- and, Reno's, whatever it's called. And does
1: this entail no runway time for me to perfect oh, my not. craft at either of these two? Uh,
2: you get... You get forty eight hour heads up. Okay. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is not enough time to learn how to play the accordion. I'd I'm, imagine at least. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm taking golf.
2: Okay. Um Okay. You're gonna put you're gonna put people's lives in danger. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's not my life. That's I'm sure, a great point. I'm sure, they sign a waiver.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna get sued for it, probably, I don't think.
2: People will bring their baseball gloves. Uh <laughs> just to, maybe just show up in, in <laughs> hockey gear. It'll be a great time. I think um
1: so I went to the driving range yesterday, last night. Okay. Was there 9 p.m. Uh, I have tape, I have film. I'll, we can break it down right after the sure. show. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um. Peach, who I've gone golfing with a few times recently, he will not be happy with my performance.
2: He's a stick. Yeah. yeah. He's. Uh, he could play. The the
1: the arm the arm was straight on the way back. Okay. But it wasn't controlled on the way through. Okay. So I was dropping my lower shoulder. Who needs control? So I was undercutting it. It It's either hitting the grass or just hitting grounders to short. Taylor made double plays. (laughs) Sure. Wasn't making solid contact. I'm just still taking off. Wow. That's all that said. Cause the way that, the way I see it is I'm going to play the accordion in a horrible fashion for two or three minutes. People are going to be laughing. It's going yeah. to be amusing. Yeah, that and gets then the next 27 minutes are going to be not as fun. That's <laughs> true.
2: So That bit wears off very quickly uh, right. as you are just fumbling yourself through jingle yes. bells on, a, on an accordion. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm locking in, <laughs> in the public danger of okay. three holes of golf.
2: I like that. That's exciting. That's more exciting answer I agree. right there. I, agree. I like that. Here we go. Pick number uh, one through five now. Two two. All right, Draymond Green, he opted out of his contract with the Golden State Warriors. So now this is a tough one because you're a 76ers fan and the way I wrote this was, hey, would you rather see Draymond Green come home to the Pistons or stay with the Golden State Warriors? Now the reason I wrote it like that is like, hey, would you like to see him play with the Pistons, the hometown team, you know, a team that many of us root for if you're a viewer of the show, if you're from Michigan, or would you rather just see him like have a chance of continuing to win titles because Golden State like like they're not what they were like in 2015 or whatever, but like they're not going entirely away right, soon. Right. So would you rather him slum it up here on the Pistons and just, just trying to get an eight seed, or would you rather him go for another title and see if he could bring that total up to five? I've
1: Personally, I just enjoy watching the Warriors play so much that I don't want to see any sort of instability or change there That's, for yeah. at, least, yeah. at least one more season, maybe two more seasons. Um, he opted out, so I don't know if it's likely that he – ops um for just say two year deal he's probably looking for three or four yeah probably um definitely not just looking for one otherwise you would have just opted in right so it's probably not practical for me to expect them to just run it back for two years either they're going to sign up for four years and just say hey the last two years of this deal we're probably not going to get much out of it and team's probably not going to be at the same level and we'll just bite the bullet for yeah. the next two years uh which is mm-hmm. kind of what i think the sixers will probably do with james harden kind of as well but um yeah, I want to I see them give it one more crack, maybe two more cracks at, at that Larry O'Brien trophy and try to add to that ring total because uh, I'm walk around East Lansing with those rings when it's all said and done.
2: That, that is my favorite thing to do because, look, the, the Pistons have been a hot pile of garbage for the better part of 15 years now, <laughs> over 15 years now. Look, so, like, the only pride and joy I have watching NBA basketball is watching Draymond Green rack up that NBA title total. So I think we're going to keep him over in Golden State i gotta say like the appeal of owning a teal draymond green mm. pistons jersey i like but just put whatever price you want on that tag and i will pay it right but i i i like the warriors i i they they've, they've brought me happiness in in a time where the pistons have not so yeah draymond you can stay with the warriors in my book
1: so, so matt what you can do if you want a draymond green um pistons teal jersey do what I almost did when I enrolled for my masters at Wisconsin, and that's how going. <laughs> almost customizing a Tyler Hero Wisconsin Badgers jersey <laughs> from the days he was briefly committed. But I held off, and I will just simply and affectionately refer to him as Wisconsin Badgers recruiting product Tyler Hero. Oh,
2: love that. D H uh, Gate is is that the website that you're? At, yeah, for that for, that, for that would custom? work. That would work. Yeah, yeah. I love that.
1: Um, yeah, he's not going to get nil out of it if I went to the official school, so no, no, no reason not. for that. No. <laughs>
2: All right, there we go. Pick a number out uh, one through four, good sir. One, no, three. Okay. Would you rather? No, this isn't even this or that. It's a, would you rather? Would you rather watch MSU football and basketball go each go twenty years without a Big Ten title, or have the mom from Succession as your own mother? <laughs> In a show of horrible people, she is running away in first place on that one. She might you, be the worst character I've ever seen in any television show. And, She's you, insane a lot, and you haven't
1: a lot even seen the fourth season, so you don't even know. In the oh, season... it gets worse. Oh yeah, in the ninth <laughs> episode. In the ninth episode, um, this isn't really a spoiler. It's just like a, it's it doesn't really impact the plot line. Yeah. Um, but I guess spoiler alert, and just like plug okay. your ears for ten seconds. Sure. But. So she invites all the kids to her house while they're in the middle of, like, fierce business negotiations (laughs) and prying for the company so that her, I think her new boyfriend's friend could pitch them a business pitch at dinner after dragging them to her Anyway, it's just an atrocity. Um, With that said, uh, it would be horrible covering Michigan State. (laughs) <laughs> if there were 20 straight years of no conference success, okay. So I'm gonna have to have to bite the bullet and say, the lady that I do not even know whose na- I don't know her name. I don't but, know her name either. She's yeah. just the
2: mom of the, the four roy's, uh, the, yeah. the most sometimes I forget there's even a
1: fourth roy. Shout out, shout out the president hopeful.
2: One time, me. um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry if I'm talking about a TV show that like the listener or viewer hasn't even seen before, but like yeah. that's on them. All time horrible. Like the, the scene at the Bachelorette party where uh, her and Shiv are smoking a cigarette and just talking to one another is just. I know it's fake. I know it's scripted. I know this isn't a documentary, but my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, this is the most offensive things I've ever heard said between two people let alone mother and daughter like this is insane like yeah like uh, you should have owned dogs in, instead of had children <laughs> or like you made the right choice because not everyone's built to be a mother it's like well jesus heavens <laughs> to fancy so yeah all right there we go just had to get that one and out if someone
1: hasn't seen succession uh, the fact that i only tweet succession memes these days more than like anything else like more than even my content i think um that's sort of in the queue I have 34 succession memes in my phone, Matt. That's, uh, that's an arsenal yeah. right there. I, d- I don't know if it's 34, but my, my memes folder has has several rows of succession memes.
2: That's what I'm talking about. All right. We got three to go. One to three. If we one. Get okay. Would you rather take a campus tour in Mel's Slingshot, which is what he's been doing with recruits this month, or hop in and have one of your own custom photo shoots in Spartan Stadium? Mm. We're talking like decked out and everything. Like, What would you rather do? Photo shoot. The, picture, really? okay. the pictures
1: last forever
2: okay memories uh who cares wow because i'm the opposite like I, and maybe this is like a generational gap because you look you're you're young enough you're in shape and like you're still cool enough where i think a photo shoot <laughs> would look dope but if you get me up there like are you kidding me that that would be the nerdiest dweebiest looking thing possible i would be swimming in the shoulder pads like the the, the, the uniform would not be flattering in any way possible and like here i am just standing at a cool five foot nine next to mel just dwar- dwarfing me <laughs> i don't think it'd work out well for
1: the me. the thing of it is though matt is when you played for my indoor team back in february you hey. were in better shape than i was
2: hey <laughs> it's <been> great times <laughs> i'm still uh trying to get my heart rate down to baseline after that that was a month yeah. and a half ago but yeah, that yeah was great times but i'm gonna go with the slingshot now what okay. i do wonder is how loud is a slingshot because mm. are you talking to mel during this this I guess it's point. not like you're ripping 80 miles an hour down Shaw Lane. Like. So,
1: so Decker DeGraff said that when he was getting his tour in the slingshot, uh-huh. that Mel was telling funny stories along the way. Okay, okay. so there was dialogue over the motor of the, of, of the said okay. slingshot.
2: Because you're only going like 20 miles an hour on campus, probably right? Probably,
1: probably. Yeah, I wonder, That's probably I wonder, what I this Mel did. Drag
2: is. it down like Harrison or Shaw, and just yeah. like top it out of like a quick 90. Yeah, you know, this is what. East Lansing like in the summer. You could just get to do this all the time. Yeah, just, I would it's not recommend that. Very interesting. Very
1: interesting. Wonder, yeah. wonder, uh, wonder if they would just let it go because it's Mel and they see him. But I don't know. I wonder what the. But then again, Tyson Walker got his car towed right after taking uh, Michigan State to the Sweet Sixteen. So cold
2: game out there. Yeah, yeah. Pace, yeah. pace don't play friendly.
1: Oh, yeah. absolutely not. Were we going to have someone from Pace on the show,
2: Matt? Oh. <laughs> Wait, yeah. What do we say that we we're? Yeah, we we're gonna have Pace, but then we were gonna have like an NIL collective with them. That
1: right, 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 right Parking
2: right, tickets right. would go straight to a collective.
1: Okay, okay. And that's
2: how we pay for recruits. Yeah.
1: I just simply wanted them to tell us their side of the story of why are they the way that they are.
2: Yes, Owen just yeah. Owen, our producer, came up with that idea. That's yes. right. The yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Pace yes. NIL collective deal, which is high, not low key, high key, brilliant. Right, genius. Right so if we can i'll I'll call dairy and and they are raising
1: the pace price the fees penalties i don't know what the term would be sure they're raising the financial stipulation of what happens when you get said paper from pace oh i like that yeah it's going from like 25 to 35 or whatever yeah that that cushion that they're raising ten dollars that part should go to said a uh,
2: collective it says right and there then the, the first 25 too, can still go to like, pace this tickets for five minutes over on your meter yeah. parking and a four-star defense event from oklahoma yeah. like yeah. yeah you know like if that, that
1: were to be the case chief of propaganda he would never pay for a parking garage he just illegally park every single day to contribute to the cause i'd
2: park my car directly in the middle <laughs> of, of red cedar, it would be uh, like the, the bridge across from red cedar that leads down to the Sparty statue. I'd just park my car right there, no hazard lights either. Yeah. I just yeah, that'd be great. Uh, happily, happily pay that fine. All right, we got two more.
1: One? No, I already said one. Right?
2: Well, I mean, I've been deleting them, so now, either, oh, okay. now it's either one or two. Sorry, yeah. Two. Would you rather... Tom invites you over to his house, by the way, for a dinner. It's going to be a lovely soiree. You okay. know, it, the, the who's who of East Lansing yeah. is going to be there. It's great. And Justin, you pull into his driveway, and you run into his garage door. Oh. You run directly into his garage door. Okay. And he comes up, opens his door, and says, Justin, what the... Hu-? And, you know, every every event goes on from there. Yeah. Probably not going to be friendly. Okay, okay. Would you rather put yourself in that scenario... Right. Or be on the set of Oppenheimer... When Christopher Nolan detonated the bomb. Uh, This is another topical story here. Oppenheimer, of course, is about the atomic bomb. No CGI in this film. Uh. Christopher Nolan, I think, gathered every single stick of dynamite (laughs) in the Western Hemisphere and just blew it to smithereens in front of cameras. That had to have had a tough day on set for anyone there. Um, Would you rather total Tom Izzo's garage door in lead-up to a dinner party or be on the set of Oppenheimer for this historic explosive cinematic masterpiece.
1: I want to ask you this question. What is your answer, Matt?
2: I don't mind being warm. I will say that. So, like, that that leads the explosion to be a little tempting. Okay. However, there's a sick part of me that just wants to know what it's like to be reamed out by Tom Izzo. You know, like... (laughs) And unfortunately, like this is a real life scenario. Like I just ruined his property. Yeah, I just completely derailed probably the rest of the night as I clobbered his garage door. Like this isn't <laughs> like a, oh, I fell asleep on, on a screen switch, you know? Yeah. Like, like, cause I, I would always be interested, like what's that like in the huddle in the middle of a game? Like does that really stoke the flames? I mean, like what, yeah. what does it do mentally? Right. So see, give me that though. Give me that. I, I want to see how bad it is to get remade. point though, okay. if you're
1: at Tom Enzo's house, yeah. and you've been invited to dinner. Yeah, he he probably doesn't hate you. So will he? Will he possibly not yell at you just because you're a distinguished guest wow, that's of good dinner? Point.
2: That's a really good point. Or are
1: you not going to get the full experience of passing a constructive? I was criticism? just going
2: to say, are, do, do you get dinner at that point, or are you probably you don't know, get dinner? Asked politely to leave yeah. at that point. Yeah
1: this is very this is a very interesting thing right we'll, we'll have to get coach on and talk to him about what what, what would entail yeah. the uh, rest of the night
2: either risk third degree burns on a movie set or yeah there we go i haven't
1: seen openheimer it's not out yet right
2: july 21st july 21st so now okay good go.
1: not falling behind yet we september got 1st i can say i've fallen behind i haven't seen it
2: we got one more let's hear it. would you rather let Bob Huggins, drive you around Pittsburgh. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> would you rather... Okay, this is courtesy. Hey, you know what? We're going to knock down a contractual obligation right here. This is the 15th week in a row we've mentioned. Are we, are we mentioning?
1: Let me guess what we're mentioning. We are either mentioning the Mark Titus show...
2: No, that's, that's my guess. I mentioned the Mar- it's the Mark Titus Show. The Mark Titus Show, he mentioned, <laughs> he heard this story that Steven Izzo was planning on being college basketball's first wearer of the number 69. Because in college basketball, like, you can just about wear any number now. They changed that rule. It's not just for numbers one through five. Yes. You, you can, in theory, wear number mm-hmm. 69. For some reason, the coach of the team shot that down. But for this, this, or that, would you rather see steven is aware 69 yes. or see him hit a three-pointer next year i feel like
1: the absolute noise barometer measuring record that would be set by him hitting a three-pointer would go down in the history
2: of audio history as in like it'll be like especially if it's against like michigan or god we don't play purdue at home this year but uh- who's another great home game because it's not Indiana, Wisconsin, you know? Yeah,
1: they will have to, like, reinforce the foundation of the Reslin Center if he were to hit a three. Also, I do want want to talk about why in the world did it take the NCAA 30 years to allow digits six through (laughs) nine to be worn in college basketball? because i get i get why like right the whole the, rule of, yeah uh, like like this right. can be construed as a 6 or a 15
2: do you think enough people know this rule like should, should we educate people on yeah, why it yeah, is yeah, yeah, so like yeah. Go ahead. you you can't be 27 because if you hold this up like, this means 2-5. Well, right, 25. Forever, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, 25. So like, That's the, like the, the very archaic way yeah. of telling, like, hey, who fouled who when they're yeah. motioning to the score table. Right. That's the reason for the rule, yeah. if anyone didn't know that. Right. But, so the NCAA, yeah.
1: after conducting a 30-year study of how the NBA got over this in the 70s, so a 50-year study, I guess. I don't know. They have finally learned that you have two sides of your hands. So, yes. so, so get
2: this, <laughs> right. Matt. Technology is great, isn't it? Get <laughs> this.
1: This... Is the ones place value? So we're talking about seventy. Yeah, seven. Wow, seventy-seven. You you see how that works? The ones wow, place I gotta, value. I practice that at home. The ones place value. The tens place value. Now you can have any number you want because they figured out you can go like this, like the NBA has been doing that's for advanced. thirty to fifty years.
2: If if I tried this, I th- I would throw up accidental gang signs. That's, <laughs> I'm gonna practice that in the mirror at home though. That's that's very yeah. exciting. But yeah, I just I I want I just want you to imagine a world where. Izzo does get the 69. Yeah. It it, it would set a college jersey sales record. Right. I think. The Izzo wouldn't even need to hand out white shirts. Like, every (laughs) single college student at Michigan State, like, you want to know, like, the official Darty jersey? Yeah. Everyone and their cousin is going to own an Izzo jersey if it's that number. The the other
1: thing, though, too, is it would probably make national headlines. A hundred percent. Titus was saying that the first player to do it, he was going to pay, like, some sort of NIL arrangement Uh to it. Uh, obviously, Stephen probably doesn't need that, but I think uh so, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, he should just have. He just have his dad call the coach.
2: Stephen, <laughs> Stephen might leap his dad's contract in NIL money if, if he had that jersey. Like it, they'd be neck and neck. They they yeah. they would really really be close. I think. Yeah. Oh man. But it's got to be the three-pointer right
1: yeah for sure for sure they they get the standing ovation for go to, going to the scorers bench it would be just sensational sensational vibes if you were to hit a three
2: what's the loudest you've heard oh, oh easy okay. it's not even close okay
1: oh wait no it is close it's between two things but no okay. third thing is close
2: okay
1: um miles bridges three-point jump shot to be purdue that, um that's a great one. was i was up in the upper zone and recording on my phone and when he made the shot and everyone was screaming like it wasn't able to the phone was able to register noise wow. at that point and i was in the upper <laughs> end zone <laughs> okay and so like he makes a shot and then the audio and the video goes mute until it's lo- less loud screaming and then the the next one would be cassius winston's final home game against michigan where juan had come on the court and there was a technical foul and it just hit the step back three that i don't think counted and people were just going crazy at, at that at that volume.
2: I was not at that game, but I heard the crowd. Yeah, like all the way from Metro Detroit, it was unbelievable. That's 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 a great one. That's a great one. The, the only uh, well, okay, there's one because like I used to like when I was at the state news, I yeah. sat on the media row and I uh, sat right in front of the band. Yeah, you you want hearing loss for five straight days? <laughs> go ahead and sit in front of the pep band for a basketball game. Uh, those those tubas are just do hell on the eardrums, but. Um, it was just a 2012, I think, MSU versus Michigan game. Adrian Payne had a block, like five minutes into the game, yeah. and MSU was on an early run, and like it was just so loud, like I couldn't even hear myself scream, and like that's that's like the only time I've ever like had that sensation where like i scream as loud as I can, mm-hmm. and I can't even hear myself. Like it, it was, it was awesome. I, I love the Brunson Center. I can't wait to get back there this winter, man. Yeah, cannot wait. Especially
1: this year, it seems like there should be some uh, some pretty good uh, basketball over there, Matt
2: think so?
1: Yeah. Seems to seems be the case. Do you promise? I do, Matt. I think. I'm going to
2: wait until I see Moneyball first to make my This is true. Yeah. This is true. It's this back, baby. True. It's back. Yeah. I'm excited. I've never been. Have you been? I have not been. Okay. I should have gone
1: when I was a student. I need student to change there.
2: that this year. Desperately need to change that this year.
1: We'll go on Thursday and get Eastside Fish Fry.
2: Yo. <laughs> yes. And Barrio. I've not been to Barrio either. We're oh, going to make a yeah, whole yeah. day of this. This is going to be an event.
1: Yes. Barrio right before. And then Eastside Fry on the way back. Cinema. Sensational.
2: Right there. There we go. Just like the show. Everyone, like, genuinely, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for watching and listening. <laughs> like, it is in the middle of June and we're talking about yeah. college sports. Like, thank you so much for yeah. sticking it with us here. You guys are the best. Love yeah. every single one of you guys. And with that, that does it for this week's episode of the SD4All Show. Love you too, Justin. I
1: echo all of Matt's sentiments. There we go. And we're talking we will see you next about. week. Love you,
2: Owen. Oh, our producer's the best. You're so the man, Owen. You're the man. Oh!
0: Please close your eyes, turn around, and count to nine. Question.